This is the Asade Podcast Channel. Audio pills to get inspired. Senyor Uriac, apreciat Joaquim, president del patronat de la Fundació Esade, senyora Vieito, molt estimada Eugènia, directora general d'Esade, senyor Carlo Galucci, vicerector de Relacions Internacionals i estudiants de la Universitat Ramon Llull, apreciats professors, claustres, sobretot alumnes, i també el president de Sadegeo, Javier Solana. Estimat Javier, mentor, i com us podeu imaginar, m'emociona molt que avui estiguis amb nosaltres. Moltes gràcies, Javier. Amb tot el protocol observat, com es diu, molt bona tarda a tothom. Moltíssimes gràcies per ser aquí en aquest acte inaugural del curs 2017-2018. I moltes gràcies per oferir-me aquesta oportunitat única d'adreçar-me a una audiència tan especial. Francament, no hi ha lloc més inspirador que una gran sala plena de joves, entusiasmats, davant de l'inici d'un curs acadèmic nou, probablement també inquiets i preocupats per les incògnites i per les sorpreses. Us imagino a tots expectants sobre les novetats que us esperen, acadèmiques i personals, i expectants pels esforços que haureu de fer, però també contents de veure que aneu avançant en la vostra trajectòria personal en una etapa crucial de la vostra vida. I precisament ara em ve a la memòria un dels últims actes que vaig presidir a les Nacions Unides, que era precisament la graduació dels estudiants de l'Escola Internacional de l'ONU en la imponent sala de l'Assemblea General i és difícil d'oblidar les cares de satisfacció i felicitat de nois i noies que deien adeu a l'escola i que s'encaminaven després de la pausa estiuenca cap a les universitats de tot el món. Com vosaltres, ara segur que tenien un cuc roent per dintre, però en fi, era un dia de festa. Malgrat això, els vaig posar deures i els hi vaig dir que ho fessin després de les celebracions. Els vaig demanar tres coses, tres, les mateixes car us demanaré jo. Sou una mica més grans, més experimentats, però igual de brillants, ben preparats i desitjosos d'entrar en la vida adulta. Primer, els vaig dir, heu d'estar agraïts per l'educació que esteu rebent i pel suport que us donen professors, pares i familiars. ESADE és una institució excepcional, de qualitat acadèmica difícil d'igualar i els qui us estimen faran grans esforços perquè vosaltres sigueu aquí i perquè tingueu un acull amb generositat, professionalisme i entrega. Sou una institució que inspira el futur, que inspiren futurs. Segona, els vaig demanar i us demano Sigueu ciutadans globals. Tant si d'adults aneu a viure a un indret llunyà o i petit o a una gran ciutat cosmopolita, el món és molt gran, però alhora molt petit. Mai havia estat tan pròsper 
ni desenvolupat com ara. Mai havíem estat tan a la vora els uns dels altres, ni ens havíem beneficiat d'unes comunicacions que han transformat la nostra vida. Però, malauradament, el món també és ple de conflictes, guerres, pobresa i desigualtats, inclosa la desigualtat de gènere. Els homes i les dones no som encara iguals. I en tercer lloc, els vaig demanar, comprometeu-vos. No hi ha cap problema al món que no tingui solució. Tots, sense exclusió, fins i tot els més complexos es poden resoldre. És més, s'han de resoldre. Amics i amigues, avui us vull parlar d'uns instruments útils a l'abast de tothom, convertits en un full de ruta imprescindible ara i durant els propers anys, necessari per construir un món molt millor. Té un nom un pèl burocràtic, l'Agenda 2030, els 17 objectius per al desenvolupament durable i sostenible. Denominacions a banda, us puc assegurar que no havíem tingut mai un paquet d'eines tan útils per transformar les nostres societats. I el que volem amb aquesta agenda, amb aquests ODSs, unes sigles darrere les quals s'hi arrenglera una gran ambició, és assolir els canvis decisius per a tota la gent i el planeta en menys de 15 anys, recordeu la data, i sense deixar ningú enrere. El 2030, quan esperem que aquesta agenda sigui realitat, ja sereu professionals experimentats, mares i pares de família i amb moltes responsabilitats a la feina i a casa i segurament amb empenta i energia per continuar deixant petjada. Creieu-me, aquesta agenda no es tracta d'una altra recopilació d'aspiracions voluntaristes amb el segell de l'ONU. Es tracta d'una guia imprescindible, i ara us intentaré convèncer, del seu valor i de la seva capacitat transformadora. Dear friends, young and not so young, and let me now turn to English, since we'll make our life easier, I presume we can all of us understand in this language. You, the young generation, are indispensable to the success and the ambitions of the 2030 Agenda. On one side, the Agenda is designed for you, the 1.8 billion youth from, 20, from 10 to 24 years currently living in the planet. This figure has never been so high. Half the world's population has under 25 years, and 90% lives in the less developed countries. On one side, on the other side, without you, without your energy, ability to mobilize and engage, an efficient implementation of the Agenda 2030 is impossible. You must be shapers and torchbearers of the SDGs. You are agents of change and the type of change that is framed in the Sustainable Development Goals. For that, you must be made full participants of the transformation process that the agenda establishes and the most important aim, which is to leave no one behind. And not least, because the youth 
yourselves, boys and girls around the world, are brutally affected by exclusion, discrimination, and suffering. Just recall the figures on youth unemployment in the most developed parts in the world. Here in Catalonia, it reaches 30%. And how many of your friends are struggling to find a job? And how many of your friends' employment is too precarious to even plan a month ahead? Or can't even afford to pay a rent of a decent pied-a-terre? And be aware of the suffering of the girls and boys displaced in refugee camps around the world, and the number of children and teenagers that missed the beginning of the school year in September. For too many of them, there is going to be no school year at all. That number is record high. According to UNESCO, 263 million of children and young people are out of school. Dear friends, in order to better understand our collective and individual responsibility in the implementation of the Sustainable Development Agenda, we should take a step back and find more out about its logic and pertinence. The world has never been so developed and prosperous as today. We are going through the longest period of global peace ever. Life expectancy beats records. At no time in history are as many people living longer, healthier, and comfortable lives as now. Only two, frankly too many, countries have registered cases of polio, Pakistan and Afghanistan. And the technological progress is opening unthinkable avenues Sooner rather than later, driverless transport will be normal. 5G connectivity advances at the speed of light. Copenhagen, Tallinn, and Stockholm are about to benefit from it. The EU Digital Summit last week in Estonia confirmed the opportunities it brings and set the agenda to reach them. 4.8 billion people are permanently connected. And in 2020, this figure will reach 5.9 billion. Our friends from the GSMA, organizers of the Mobile World Congress, whose participants invade Barcelona every February, know the impact and potential of this connectivity for the global development. But let's not fool ourselves. This is only one part of the truth. Let's talk about the people. In the world, there are 3,000 million people living on less than $2.5 a day. Of them, 1.3 billion live in less than $125 a day. This is the threshold of extreme poverty. 800 million people go to bed hungry every day. The United Nations has declared famine in four parts of the world, Somalia, South Sudan, Yemen, and northeastern Nigeria. Today, an, unexpected, an unprecedented 65 million around the world have been forced from their homes due to wars and conflict. 20 of them are children and teenagers. 
We are still dealing with the movements of refugees and migrants around the South Mediterranean, reaching Europe, that uh, these last weeks we have been shocked by the brutality of the displacements of the Rohingyas in Myanmar in Southeast Asia. One in every three women suffers from some sort of physical or sexual violence. 40 million of girls are obliged to marry, to, to marry before the age of 12. Let's talk about the planet. Unfortunately, its shape doesn't look better. Climate change puts our world in jeopardy. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, just said in the General Assembly last month, let me quote from his speech, last year was the hottest ever. The past decade has been the hottest on record. The average global temperature keeps climbing, glaciers are receding, and permafrost is declining. Millions of people and trillions of assets are at risk from the rising seas and climate disruptions. The number of natural resources has quadrupled, natural disasters has quadrupled since 1970. Hurricane Irma, that devastated the whole Caribbean, was the longest lasting Category 5 storm ever recorded. The United States, followed by China, India, the Philippines, and Indonesia, have experienced the most disasters since 1995, more than 1,600, of once every five, once every five days. And scientists predict the extreme weather will be the new normal pattern of a warming world. The current level of emissions is suicidal. There is no other way to save us from the abyss but to follow and implement totally the Paris Agreement, which is to get rid of, uh, to get the raising temperature of the planet well under 1.5 degrees centigrade. The path that some cities, governments, and industries, businesses are setting is the right way and the only possible one. We said that fortunately, we haven't lived in a global war for decades, but the world is plagued with local and regional violent conflicts. Nobody wins the war anymore. Everybody becomes a loser. Wars and conflicts are triggered by climate disasters, political, socioeconomic, ethnic, and religious disputes, repressions, and human rights abuses. And they have become much harder to stop, to stabilize. And the progressive return to normalcy of those affected is harder. The average time that a person stays in a refugee camp is 17 years. With globalization, the nature of power changes and, and exercising power becomes more challenging than ever. The perceptions of fragility, insecurity, and inaction increase to the point of chaos, impunity, and corruption dominate. Terrorism emerges as an extremely complex and appears unbeatable threat, taking a rising toll of death and devastation.
let's just remember a few uh, minutes away from here, from this auditorium, the killing of peaceful passers by indiscriminately and before Manchester, Nice, Paris, Brussels, and let's not uh, forget about cyber terrorism, another expression of the new threats that increase our vulnerability. And despite the global progress, inequalities do not cease to grow, both between states and inside countries and regions. Today, the eight richest persons in the planet possess the same wealth than half of the world's population. In the last decades, a spectacular economic growth and a precedented accumulation of wealth come together with growing numbers of people below the poverty line and in the most developed countries. For example, 19% of the people in Catalonia live under the poverty threshold, and in the United States, the millions of those that are poor are staggering. And similarly, similarly, it has become more and more clear that the economic growth is not sufficient to reduce poverty. A more global perspective that includes the three dimensions of the sustainable development must be adopted. Dear friends, dear students, now I imagine that it is sufficiently clear for you all that despite the progress from which we are all benefiting, the challenges we face are huge. Hence the need to get organized to bring the required and complex solutions to reality in an impactful manner, be it in the most advanced societies or those in worse conditions. This is precisely the logic behind the Sustainable Development Goals, the 17 goals to transform the world for the people and the planet, and I'm going to repeat again, to leave no one behind. They represent a plan which is global. They are inspirational. They are ap applicable all over the world. In all the countries that you are coming from, rich, prosperous, Norway, Japan, toward devastated zones. Let's mention one, the Great Lakes region in Africa. Let's be clear, aren't there problems of transport and mobility, housing in wonderful cities like, for example, Barcelona? Universality, therefore, is the number one feature ensuring a collective sense of responsibility. The 2030 Agenda is the first global consensual pact reached by the leaders of 193 members at the UN. It embraces ambition, defines objectives, and includes numerous details to bring them about. The SDGs do not constitute a treaty of obligatory implementation. They represent a global political agreement for governments, the private sector, and the civil society. A transformative vision for the whole universe, the SDGs are the most useful guidance for governments for efficient planning, long-term policies, and short-term projects. And it is true that they lack the formal treaty form that uh, some people consider 
is an important weakness, but this was the price to pay to get a global consensus. And that is why it is so important to keep the level of public engagement and mobilization high to ensure vigilance and compliance. Let me describe other interesting feature of this um, exciting agenda. The goals, the 17 goals, touch all aspects of our life and of our planet. They are interlinked, interdependent. Without achieving one, it is very difficult to achieve the others. And we need to advance in all to truly move to the results we aim for 2030. We even invented graphics, you have already seen them on a couple of occasions, to make this very complex agenda easily recognizable and to understand it better. That's why we had the icons for every goal. And you see that they touch the basic aspects of our lives. Let me read them through very quickly. From very basics, ending poverty and hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent works, etc., etc., to the most complex ones. Look at number 16, peace and justice for all, for all societies to thrive, human rights is fundamental, peace and stability essential. And the last one, it belongs to the methodology, the only methodology possible in partnership. No specific group in society will be able to mobilize the political energy, the economic and financial resources required. Therefore, a network of public and private alliances must be put in place. It works in English to group the goals and their scope of action in three Ps. For communication is extremely useful. People, planet, peace, prosperity, and partnership. Remember the five Ps. And it works as well to pull together the five ambitions we have set for ourselves. A society which is more socially fair, more environmentally secure, more economically prosperous, more inclusive, and more predictable. And at this point, let me address several key questions. Why this time, this plan must not fail? Are there special factors contributing positively to the chances of success? What role do we all have to play, in particularly the young generations, and who are in the advanced track? What lessons are we already learning and how to push further? We should all share the sense of deep responsibility and emergency in all areas regarding the SDGs. There is no room to over-exaggerate the urgency to act. The preservation for future generations of the place we inhabit must be at the center of our efforts. 
That's why, and I repeat it again, full and timely implementation of the Paris Climate Agreement is crucial, and that is why it is so disturbing and dangerous, the setbacks that we have been seeing lately. The universal inclusiveness of the 2030 Agenda represents an ethical imperative. Those most vulnerable should be the first to be reached, no matter if they are close to us or far away. Again, let me repeat the motto, leaving no one behind is the objective, combating inequalities with a structured and efficient actions is the only way forward. Every girl suffering from harmful practices, every farmer that sees crops receding due to the lack of rain, every one of the millions of refugees forced to leave their homes, the dying oceans, they are all compelling reasons for action. The Agenda 2030 is the outcome of a robust and unique decision-making process. It was agreed, as I said, by all the 193 members of the UN in September 2015, after an intense process of global consultations among governments, representatives of the private sector, corporate, including corporations, civil society, and NGOs. This consensual approach undoubtedly adds legitimacy and extends the public support. Scientific progress, technological advances, innovation, and connectivity are there to ensure success. Never before, science being put at the service of progress and development has had, will have, the potential of impacting a transformative political agenda so positively from biotechnology, digital technology, nanotech, neurotech, green tech, I could add many more, they will open avenues for resource saving, higher efficiency, protection of the environment, and more opportunities for all, either in advanced or less developed parts of the world. Yes, technology is a double-edged, while it is a solution to many problems, it, continues, it continuously adds uh, new challenges, uh, such as unequal benefits, job losses, concerns that all will have to be dealt. These challenges, though overweight, are, uh, uh, are by far overweight by the positive impact of science in critical domains, such as healthcare, education, the fight against climate change, or the development of a more affordable clean energy. Currently, scientists around the world are mobilized to develop network action plans to efficiently support the SDGs implementation. And these webs of scientific platforms are truly needed, given the complexity of the agenda. Each one of the goals has a number of targets attached, a total of 169, which together with the indicators aim at guiding and facilitating the monitoring of the implementation. 
to the consensual approach, the, the public-private partnership between governments and society, and the boosting role of that science is playing, another game changer can be added. Group and individual contributions by everyone, no matter from. Another key aspect of the planning and the structuring of the implementation, top-down, starting from the central governments responsible to mobilizing the necessary resources. Many governments have already started to do so. Uh, last July, for example, 44 of them, many from Europe, presented plans of their progress in the annual gathering set up at the UN to precisely monitor implementation, which happens at the General Assembly. An exercise that must be very robust and it's a way to make governments accountable. The, the simultaneous global and local char character of the Agenda 2030 is also so unique that a proper decentralization is the key booster. Regional and local governments emerge as the efficient catalyst of action. They are transformative. They can exert lots of changes in many goals. Let's take, for example, the impact they can have on transport, mobility, housing, water sanitation, education, inequalities. This goes be beyond, well beyond global goal 11, which is the one directly calling on mayors and city governments to play their role. As an example, cities, and in particularly coastal cities, are facing the impact of climate change, and in many cases, they are the ones that more vigorously are taking short and long-term measures. They are very efficient in the fight. For example, Copenhagen, will become emission-free in the next few years. The first city to comply with the Paris Agreement that obliges zero emissions by 2050. So um, things that are being done correctly really show the path, and it is fantastic. Dear students, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there is a well-known African proverb that Nelson Mandela made very popular, which says, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far away, travel with company. A great example of the type of, coordinate, type of coordinated action required while talking about the adequate implementation of the Agenda 2030. That means, in addition to the government planning, local, regional, and central, a new approach of private sector, business leaders, and the investing community is clearly needed. And this should be of interest all of, of all of you, since many will grow professionally in this area. The financial resources needed to mobilize to implement the agenda around the world are the highest ever. The first calculation mentioned $3 trillion of public and private investments per year, 
With these figures in mind, it's clear that the private-public partnerships are indispensable, such as they are a different approach to businesses. According to the IMF, the world's output this year will be 127 trillions. This means $17,000 per every child, women, and men. So, therefore, there are resources for ending the poverty and giving access to universal health care and quality education. The resources are there. As uh, Professor Jeffrey Sachs uh, uh, from Columbia University and the former director of the Earth Institute says, we are rich. The main problem is that, uh, as it has been said, 2,000 people control 7.7 trillions. So how to mobilize the three trillions per year that we need to implement the agenda? It shouldn't be that difficult. In parallel, corporations must embrace sustainability and progressively and systematically long-term adequate strategies. It is the time for sustainable corporations to step up and make the interests of the shareholders truly compatible with the new business model. The investment community must select and prioritize long-term projects and act on the goals less covered. Investment in infrastructures must be carefully selected and go hand in hand with the SDGs. Yes, there are clear choices to make, and sustainability must be at the center of these choices. So there is a triple alignment that has to happen. Economic policies, financial regulations, and sustainable development. The other side of the coin is the enormous business opportunities that are appearing. I'll give you some figures. According to some studies, the SDGs have the potential to generate $12 trillion in four already defined economic systems, representing 60% of the real economy. Agriculture, cities, energy, health, and well-being. And the business opportunities that can be generated could imply the creation of 380 million jobs. For example, in the agriculture sector, the opportunities are in changing diets, sustainable agriculture, reducing waste, packaging. In cities, the avenues of change are, of course, in transport and mobility, and affordable housing, and no need to mention the business on uh, and from renewable energy. It's by now clear that economies grow when emissions go down. And the 2030 agenda is about a new business model that goes much beyond the corporate social responsibility, much beyond philanthropy. And I am convinced that this is a special mission for you in this challenging junction as uh, you are shaping your future as economists, lawyers, entrepreneurs, public service workers, business, business women, businessmen. 
And by now, I'm pretty sure you realize that sustainability is anchored in culture and in values, and that you are convinced that the only way ahead to help the people and preserve the planet are the SDGs. It is your turn to assume full responsibility as mobilizers, watchdogs, and change makers, because you are acquiring skills and experience. You are expected to expose contradiction and biases. Your fresh perspectives and direct knowledge are unmatchable, and your critical thinking is more needed than ever. You have grown in the exponential expansion of connectivity. Silently or noisily, you are perpetually connected. Your communication skills and outreach capabilities must be fully utilized. You are talking about an agenda, not a treaty with extreme precision and implementation clauses. Therefore, awareness is essential to ensure that those in the lead, in particularly the governments and the administration, are accountable and they generate the right proposals. There is no time to waste, and hesitations are not possible. Make your voice heard against inequalities in favor of decent work and climate change fighters and promoters of better education. Put your leadership skills to test and develop them further by engaging with whatever part of the agenda. So much to choose. Do not leave the public agenda solely in the hands of the politicians and the administration. And abandoning the public to the private is neither the solution. Both working hand in hand are absolutely essential. And here in Sade, uh, this is a great place to acquire those skills. The international and inspiring environment that characterizes this uh, center and its well-known network of international partnerships represent a great opportunity for you all, the leaders of the next uh, generations in many fields. I invite you to use the incredible chances at your disposal, not only to build your professional and professional future. And above all, become sustainable consumers. From the start of the day to sunset, there is so much more that can be done to contribute to the common agenda. Amigos y amigas, queridos estudiantes, vivimos tiempos muy difíciles, de gran complejidad, las paradojas nos confunden y nos resulta difícil a veces tener esperanza en el futuro. ¿Qué os voy a contar vosotros que estáis viviendo episodios inimaginables de convulsión y movilización masiva aquí en las calles de esta ciudad y presión en despachos oficiales incertidumbres eh, que no podíamos imaginar son episodios que van a tener un impacto trascendental para catalanes y españoles y europeos son días de preocupación por ello os pido que cuando la actualidad nos lleva a cerrar el foco seáis capaces de no dejar de mirar a través del gran angular. 
de analizar el estado del mundo, de discernir entre las muchas opciones las que nos tienen que llevar a cambios profundos, a los cambios que verdaderamente necesitamos. Y no solo aquí, sino como se dice en catalán, arreu, ya que si eh, tem la palabra arreu, permeteu-me de viajar una mica lluny, viajar a Washington, y trasladarme también al temps on fa 56 años, el gener del 61, en el discurso inaugural del presidente Kennedy, él va demanar als seus conciutadans que no preguntessin més què podia fer Amèrica per ells, sinó què podien fer ells per Amèrica. Això està molt vist, està molt repetit, però em sembla que val la pena tornar-ho a comentar. A la vostra edat, veient la vostra energia, empenta, permeteu-me que jo us reclami no el que pot fer el món per vosaltres, sinó el que podeu fer vosaltres per al món. És molt el que els joves privilegiats, com vosaltres, amb tantes capacitats, amb tant talent, amb un futur tan brillant, és molt el que cadascú podeu fer per construir un espai millor. El món de l'Agenda 2030 és el que està dissenyat per vosaltres. El teniu a la vostra abast. I podeu ser la primera generació que viurà en un món sense pobresa. Això pot passar, passarà durant el vostre cicle vital. I tornant al president Kennedy, ja estic acabant, ell ja sabeu que va anunciar un programa, un programa espectacular de posar el primer home a la lluna, difícil de creure, però va tenir lloc i es va realitzar fins i tot abans del termini promès. Jo no us demano que trepitgeu la lluna, però sí us demano que cuideu molt de la Terra. Sou l'última generació que té a l'abast preservar-la de la destrucció. Prometeu-me que complireu els compromisos i invertireu el nostre futur. Són paraules d'una noia, la Malala Yousafzai, coneguda, pakistanesa, que va dir als líders de les Nacions Unides quan es va aprovar l'Agenda 2030. Aquesta promesa és crucial, però també és insuficient. La promesa i el compromís de tots vosaltres, de cadascun de nosaltres, és igual de necessària per assolir l'objectiu d'un món sostenible per les futures generacions. Moltes gràcies. Thanks for listening. Esade, inspiring futures.